Hallelujah. We're going to enjoy a great time of the Word of God and the ministry of the Spirit of God, however God wants to move. Hallelujah. And I'm going to call our dear brother, Joji Koshi Lalu, good man of God here, the family, children, and, uh, you know, been having a lot of guests, and he has opportunities to prove again and again hospitality. Praise God. And God supplies his needs by the riches of heaven in Jesus' name. Praise God. Enjoy. Have fun, brother. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. God is good. God is good. It is good to be in the presence of God. It is good to be in the house of God. It is, it is better than the best five-star hospitals in the world. They may lack oxygen, but we have the breath of life. Hallelujah. God is so good. God is so good. You're in the right place at the right time. I'm so grateful for pastors. I'm so grateful to be alive and to be here today. It's a privilege and honor. It's a privilege and an honor. Like I said, this, this uh, podium here is, it, I mean, it brings shakes to your feet, to your knees. You stand here with trembling knees because there's a great responsibility. There's a great accountability for what has been given to us that we apply in our life, that we bear fruit. Hallelujah. So, I stand here with trembling knees, expecting from God to speak the right words for the season. Hallelujah. God is so good. And I'm so grateful to pastors who have sowed themselves into our lives. Who've poured. And whatever you see today is a result of the word that we apply. Hallelujah. I know it's, uh, it's, uh, it's not normal to look at the church and see no, nobody there except the staff. It's, it's weird. It's weird. But I know you're watching. And you're in the right place at the right time. God is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, you see, people say that, alright, what is happening? Why are these things happening right now? Well, if you look at it, every generation goes through their deals. Every generation. I mean, I remember when I was, when I was a kid, the Gulf War started out. We were there in Dubai and then it was a big thing. You had to screen all your windows, paint it all black. You have to stay indoors, no lights at night, stay in the dark, keep, keep your mask ready. I mean, just remember those things when I was reading some news and stuff like that. And people were scared. They were scared that it would be the end of the world, that World War III would break out. Then there would be nuclear uh, destruction, everything. I mean, there was fear all around. Yes, many people lost their lives, but we are still here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember pastor talking about what happened in Nigeria. People had to leave and come out. So every generation goes through these things. But God chose us to be present on earth at this time. God chose us to be here. Why? To be beacons of light. To bring His glory. Hallelujah. So don't be afraid about what they are saying, all the news that comes in. You are in the right place at the right time. Hallelujah. God appointed you to be here. Set your boundaries. Hallelujah. And uh, uh, I strongly believe there is a reason why we are gathering online as well. Hallelujah. Because the, this is one medium that's being manipulated by the devil. So we need to gather together here. 
Where in, in Acts chapter 4, the place where they gathered together was shaken. So this medium has to be shaken. How many believe that? Yeah, so right now what the devil tried to use for destruction, for evil, is being used for good. People are gathering online everywhere. The word is going forth. Hallelujah. More than it had been. Hallelujah. So we are also here, we are doing our part. We are getting the word across. Hallelujah. So, well, you are accountable for what you did not hear or neglected. You had the resources. Hallelujah. The God is good. Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God is good. Woo! Let's just, let's just praise Him for a moment. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We are alive. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are grateful that you chose us here, Lord. We are grateful that you appointed us for this time. Thank you, Lord. You called us. You predestinated us to be conformed to the image of your Son so we can show forth your glory. Hallelujah. We will fulfill the plans and purposes of God. We will not miss the assignments of God. Our hearts are sensitive to the leadings and promptings of the Holy Ghost. We know our shepherd's voice. We listen. We obey. We will be in the right place at the right time. We will fulfill our destinies in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Woo! God is good. Let's open our Bibles to Luke 15. I believe you were there listening last Sunday. You heard Pastor Anup talking about the joy in the Father's house. How many of you were there? Woo! God is good. The Father's house. Woo! It's a good, good house. Hallelujah. Woo! Let's go. Let's read the story again. Luke 15. Hallelujah. Jesus is talking here. And he started off saying, in verse 11 he said, A certain man had two sons. When Jesus says a certain man, you can be certain about it. Hallelujah, that, that man is real. And uh, he was talking to the Jews. So most of the examples and parables that he spoke to them were in context of Jewish tradition, Jewish culture, based on what people around him understood. So, the certain man he's talking about, I believe that that man was a Jew. Now, said, and the, younger, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. And he divided unto, him, unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with righteous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land and he began to be in want. Brother, let's read this in Kannada, please. Atanu, Wabbanobba Manushanige, Ibru Kumara Ridaru, Avarali, Kiriavanutana, Tandega, Appa Astiali, Nanage, Barataka Palano, Koduandano, Aga Avanutana, Badukano, Avrige, Vibaki Sidano, Kelawe Dinagali, Kiriamagano, Yellavano Kudisikondo, Dura Deshake, Prana Madi, Ali Dundana Giradano, GVC, Tana, Astiano, Hadu Madi Bitano. Avono Yella no Vechamari the Mele, Adesha the Lee, Gora Vada Baravuntaito, Hige Avono Korte Padalaram Besidanu. Hallelujah. So the younger son took his inheritance and scooted off. And he wasted it all. And then Bible says, And when he had spent all, there's a time mentioned there, there arose a mighty famine in the land. What a timing. Just when he spent everything, there was a famine. 
Just when you thought that corona is over, then they said the second season has come. The second wave has come. And then they said oxygen supply is less. Is it, does it sound familiar? Yeah. Then he said, let's continue. Verse 15. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he, said, and he sent him into the fields to feed the swine. And he, would have fain, and he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. Wow. Brother, let's read this also. ಆಗಿದ್ದಾನೆಂದಿಗೆಸೇರಿಕೊಂಡನುಷನುಂದಿಗಳನ್ನುಸುವಾಗಿದ್ದಾನೆಂದಿಗೆಸೇರಿಕ
more than 300 uh, servants who were born in his house who were ready for war. So if you have to hire a hired servant, that means apart from all these people, these are extra hands. They have no rights in what happens in the house. They come, they, they do their work, you give them their money. And he is comparing himself not with the servants in the house, but with the hired servants. So even they have enough to spare. The hired servants in my father's house has more than enough to spare. And hear me, a son of the house, who left everything, I perish in hunger. Just think of his state. When you come to a realization, most of us came had to realize certain things like that. When you were at the lowest of the lowest, where you just messed everything up, and then oh, when you look around you, there's nothing. And you, I mean, you realize if there is hell, I am candidate number one. <laughs> from that position, like Pastor says, from the guttermost, you come to a realization of certain things. Well, let's continue. Verse 18, I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I'm no more worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. All right, let's read till verse 19, brother. Nanu yaddu nanna tandya balige hogi, avanige appa paralokakke virudavagiyo, ninna mundeyo nanu papa maadi dene, innondigo nanu ninna maganendo karyal padavudakke yogya nalla. Nanano Nina Kuli Adavalli Wobanante Madi Anu Anuvenu Endu and the Andukondu. Hallelujah. So now he desires to go back to the father's house and he wants to be a hired servant. Why? Because in his eyes he had gone he had gone down lower than the hired servants. He said they have food enough to spare. So he he's like, Well, everything else in daddy's house is I can't go back. But at least the hired servant standards, where I get just enough food to spare. If I get that, that's more than enough. He, condemnation had set in. And he could not see himself at par with his father's household. Not even as the servants in the house. Now let's see some more. It says, And he arose and came to his father, but when he was a great way off, the father saw him, had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Wow, brother, just read that. Yedutana Tandia Balige Bandano, Adre, Avana Inu Bahara Dura the Liruvagale, Avana Tandio, Avana Nodi, Kanikara Patu, Wodi Bandu, Avana Koradano, Apikondo, Avanaga Mudditanu. I like that, Mudditanu. Hallelujah. You should remember where is he from? From a far off country. He did not have cab services then. There were no flight services from that place back to Jerusalem. So he probably had to walk. Before that, where was he? Living with the swines. And he did not, he did not have his grooming kit with him. That means probably all bearded up, long hair, with certain uh, companions in, within the hair. Alright? You live with the swine, what do you get? And that's the condition. And then he's walking back. He's got no money. He's walking back days. And imagine what his plight would be. Have you seen Castaway? 
If you've seen Tom Hanks in Castaway, probably that's the look. So he's, he's coming back, he's walking back. But his father, in spite of how he looked, his father recognized him. And then his father ran towards him. And the first thing that the father did was hugged him and kissed him on the neck. That's the closest you could get. Intimacy. He, father hugged him, kissed him on the neck. In spite of the beard, in spite of the matted hair, in spite of the stuff in his hair, everything. His father just hugged him, kissed him. He did not bother about how he looked like. If you live with the swine, how are your clothes going to be? From far away, your presence will be known. <laughs> Hallelujah. They'll recognize you from far away. Man, this guy has been somewhere. So, in spite of all that, the father ran towards him. Got as close to him as possible. Kissed him on his neck. Wow. And then what did the father do? Let's read. Said, and the father said unto him, and sorry, and the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I'm no more worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, put it on him, put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet. Woo! Hallelujah. Brother, can you read this in Kannada? Magano Avanige, Appa Nano Paraloka Ke Viradavagio, Nina Drustia Lio, Papa Maridene. Nina Magan Enisikolo, the K, Inundigo, Nan Yogyan Alandano, Adre, Tandiu, Tana Seva Karige, Shrestavada, Niluangian no Tando, even a get Tolisiri, even a Kaige, Unguruvano, Padagalige, Keragalan no Hakiri. Hallelujah. Let's read this in uh, verse 22 in the Passion Translation. We have that, right? Can we put that on, on screen? Verse 22. I'll read it here. Turning to his servants, the father said, Quick, bring me the best robe, my very own robe, and I will place it on his shoulders. Bring the ring, the seal of sonship, and I will put it on his finger. And bring out the best shoes you can find for my son. <laughs> Woo! You need to read that again. You need to hear that again. It says, Turning to his servants, the father said, Bring me the best robe, my very own robe. Look at that. The robe of the highest person in authority in the house. That robe defines the highest authority that you can have in that house. So the father said, bring that robe, my very own robe, put it on him. Put it on him. That means, irrespective of how he looked like, when that robe was put on him, nothing else mattered. That changed the whole identity. All the other thing is covered, it's gone. You don't see that. The most glamorous, the most expensive, the most... I don't, I'm running out of words to describe that robe. The most pompous robe that you can ever have in the house. You see, I mean, you see the person wearing that robe, you know, man, that's a man. That's a man of the house. He's got every authority in here. He speaks, it happens. And then he put the ring of authority. The ring that has the seal of authority. That means, you see this ring, the phantom's ring, you see that mark, that's it. That's it. 
Full authority. And to whom has it been given? To the guy who messed up the most. He did not even wait for him to come and just uh, take the appointment and fill out the form <laughs> for the hired servant <laughs> questionnaire. No. The moment he, he returned, the father ran towards him. Irrespective of how he looked like, what his mess was, he was restored back in authority. That robe represented full authority. In the house. Hallelujah. That's what happened to us. The moment we returned to the house. Seal of authority. Full authority. Hallelujah. Everything is being given. The same authority that the father used to rule the household is being given to us. Woo! Hallelujah. Irrespective of what you did. Irrespective of how you look like. Irrespective of what your background is. That authority has been put on you. Woo! Your whole... That, that son's look changed. Nobody is going to call him the beggar from the street. Nobody is going to call him the son who messed. No! He is now called the son. With authority. The same authority that the father has. Look, I want, I'll read that again. It says, Bring... Quick. That means immediately. Don't waste time. There is no time wasted. The moment you come back in fellowship with the Father. That's it. Said, bring the best robe. My very own robe. I will place it on his shoulders. Woo! The shoulders represent the authority, the power, the strength that you carry. Said, I will put this authority on his shoulders. And bring the ring, the seal of sonship. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah, I can jump. Woo! I will put it on his fingers. And bring the best shoes you can find for my son. Hallelujah. That word put on, put on, is the same word that is used in um, Luke 24 verse 49. Where Jesus said, I will send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endured with power from on high. That word endured is the same word as put on. It's the same word. That means the same power that you receive when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. It's the same kind of authority that you receive in the household of the father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's the same word used in Ephesians 6 when, when Paul said, put on the whole armor of God. It's the same word. Hallelujah. Let's continue with the story. Verse 23, Luke 15. And bring hither the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. The fatted calf represents the best in father's house. The best the father's house can give. Usually in, in Jewish culture, they keep they, uh, a calf, especially for the festivals. Just like if you go to the northeast, every household will have a pig. They keep that pig for, for Christmas. Another one is kept specifically for New Year's. Another one is kept specifically for Easter. So they are the fatted pigs in the house and they slaughter them on that day. Or if there's a wedding, they plan it way ahead and, and rear that pig, the fatted pig in the house. 
Hallelujah. So similarly, every household will have one cough kept for one for a specific purpose. And the father said, bring that. The best I've got. Kill it, sacrifice it for my son. Why? So we can we will be merry and be happy. You heard what Pastor Anup said last week. Jesus became the fatted cow for us. Hallelujah. He was sacrificed. The best sacrifice father could give. Why? So there will be joy in father's house. Woo! Hallelujah. The best. Brother, can you read that in Canada? ಇದಲ್ಲದೆ ಕೊಬ್ಬಿದ ಆ ಕರುವನ್ನು ಇಲ್ಲಿ ತಂದು ವಧಿಸಿರಿ ನಾವು ಉಂಡು ಸಂತೋಷಿಸೋಣ ಯಾಕಂದ್ರೆ ಈ ನನ್ನ ಮಗನು ಸತ್ತವನಾಗಿದ್ದಾನೆ ತಿರುಗಿ ಬದುಕಿದ್ದಾನೆ ಕಳೆದು ಹೋಗಿ ಹೋಗಿದ್ದನು ಈಗ ಸಿಕ್ಕಿದ್ದಾನೆ ಎಂದು ಹೇಳಿದನು ಹೀಗೆ ಅವರು ಸಂತೋಷ ಪಡಲು ಆರಂಭಿಸಿದರು And as he came and drew nigh to the house he heard music and dancing and he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant and he said unto him thy brother is come and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has received him safe and sound and he was angry and would not go in therefore the father therefore came his father out and entreated him and he answering said to his father lo these many years do i serve thee yet neither transgressed i at any time thy commandment and yet thou never gavest me a kid that i might make merry with my friends brother can we read that aga hiriyamagunu holadalliddanu avanu maneya samipakke barutiddaga vadyavannu natyavannu kelisikondanu avanu sevakaralli obbanannu karidu ivugalannu yenendu kelidanu ಆ ಸೇವಕನು ಅವನಿಗೆ ನಿನ್ನ ತಮ್ಮನು ಬಂದಿದ್ದಾನೆ ನಿನ್ನ ತಂದೆಯು ಅವನನ್ನು ಸುರಕ್ಷಿತವಾಗಿ ಸೌಖ್ಯದಲ್ಲಿ ಸ್ವೀಕರಿಸಿದ್ರಿಂದ ಆ ಕೊಬ್ಬಿದ ಕರುವನ್ನು ಕೊಯ್ಸಿದ್ದಾನೆ ಅಂದನು ಆದರೆ ಅದಕ್ಕೆ ಅವನು ಕೋಪಗೊಂಡು ಒಳಗೆ ಹೋಗಲದೆ ಇದನ್ನು ಆದ ಕಾರಣ ಅವನ ತಂದೆಯು ಹೊರಗೆ ಬಂದು ಅವನನ್ನು ಬೇಡಿಕೊಂಡನು ಆದರೆ ಅವನು ಪ್ರತ್ಯುತ್ತರವಾಗಿ ತನ್ನ ತಂದೆಗೆ ಈಗೋ ಇಷ್ಟು ವರ್ಷಗಳವರೆಗೆ ನಾನು ನಿನ್ನ ಸೇವೆ ಸೇವೆ ಮಾಡುತ್ತಿದ್ದೇನೆ ನಾನು ನಿನ್ನ ಅಪ್ಪಣೆಯನ್ನು ಎಂದಾದರೂ ಮೀರಲಿಲ್ಲ ಆದಾಗ್ಯೂ ನಾನು ನನ್ನ ಸ್ನೇಹಿತರೊಂದಿಗೆ ಸಂತೋಷ ಪಡೋದಕ್ಕಾಗಿ ನೀನು ಮೂವತ್ತು ದಿನ ನಿನ್ನ ಬದುಕಿದ ಸೂಳೆಯರೊಂದಿಗೆ ನುಂಗಿಬಿಟ್ಟ ಈ ನಿನ್ನ ಮಗನು ಬಂದ ಕೂಡಲೇ ಅವನಿಗೋಸ್ಕರ ಕೊಬ್ಬಿದ ಕರುವನ್ನು ನೀನು ಕೊಯ್ಸಿದ್ದೇನೆ ಅಂದನು ನಾವು ದ ಸೆಕೆಂಡ್ ಕ್ಯಾರೆಕ್ಟರ್ ಕೇಮ್ ಅಪ್ ದ ಎಲ್ಡೆಸ್ಟ್ ಸನ್ ದಿ ಓಲ್ಡರ್ ಬ್ರಾದರ್ ಹಿ ವಾಸ್ ಆಲ್ವೇಸ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಹೌಸ್ ಹಿ ವಾಸ್ ಆಲ್ವೇಸ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಹೌಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಹಿ ವಾಸ್ ಡೂಯಿಂಗ್ faithfully the the responsibilities as the oldest son in the house but then there was something that he neglected he was doing what he had to do he was always by his father's side he was doing the responsibilities of the house but then he said he told his dad dad i am always here but you never gave me even a kid he's talking about goat the baby goat a kid to me have merry with my friends like when your son came you killed a fatted calf i've been here the whole time you did not even give me a kid he's putting he's accusing his father now he was bugged he did not even enter the house he he, he did not even want to look at his father on the face forget the brother 
He did not even want to look at the father in the face or come near the father. The son was offended. Offense towards the father. And then what happened? The father came to him. Bible says he entreated him. That means he was trying to, come, 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 come to your brother. Come, let's enjoy. Let's rejoice with your brother who has been restored. Come, come. Hallelujah. He was burned. See the love of the father, not just to the guy who was out, but even to the one who was in the house. Hallelujah. It's calling him, come, let's rejoice. Be in the house. Join the party in the house. You are already in the house, but you can miss the party. Hallelujah. Many Christians are like that. They are in the house, but they miss the party. Why? Because they don't know the authority that they have. They don't know what they've been given. They think just because they are in the house and doing everything, they, they, they can just survive by. No! No! See the father's response. I'll read it from the Passion Translation in verse 31. The father said, My son, you're always with me by my side. Everything I have is yours to enjoy. <laughs> the son is... Complaining about not getting a kid. A baby goat. Meanwhile, everything belonged to him. The father said, whatever I have is yours to enjoy. Father said, my attitude never changed. It was always yours to enjoy. The daddy's attitude was enjoy Madi. Magane, enjoy Madi. Enjoy Madi. But this guy never bothered to realize that. Whom did the fatted calf belong to, by the way? The oldest son also. If the oldest son wanted the fatted calf, he could have taken it. Yes or no? Because the father himself said it belonged to you. But he never bothered to understand what he had. He was living way below his... What's the word to use there? Way below his standard of living. Way below his the standards that he's supposed to keep. The father did not force him though. The father did not come and hold him by the neck and say, Hey, why are you not killing it? Why are you not killing the calf? Why are you not eating? No, the father gave it all to him. And it was his responsibility to know what authority he had. Everything was his. He could have used it. He could have taken it any time. But most Christians are like that. They are not living to the standards of authority that God had given them. They live like the servants in the house. See, the son could have gone directly to the father and asked, Dad, what's happening? Instead, he went and asked the servants in the house. See, the servants are lower than the sons. The servants don't have as much authority as the son. The son had direct access to the father, but because he was offended, he stood back. He stood back. Right now in this season, you see a lot of this happening around us. Christians are scared. They operate in fear. Meanwhile, like we've been studying on Wednesdays, we are the ones having all authority. The whole authority, the whole package of salvation has been given to us. The moment we return back to the Father, the seal of authority, the, the ring of authority has been given to us. 
The same authority the Father and the Son, the, uh, Jesus uses to rule and reign has been given to us. But we are living a life below the standard. And we are offended at the Father. Why is this happening? Father, can't you see? I mean, there are hundreds of prayer groups who keep, I mean, we see, just browse through Facebook, Christian, they are praying to the Father to take away Corona. Father, take away Corona. Father, take away Corona. Meanwhile, hey, it's under your feet. You are seated at the right hand of God the Father in the heavenly places, far above all principality, power, might and dominion, every name that can be named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Every name, you are seated there at the right hand. It's under your feet. What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to use that authority and and rule and reign and dominate. Instead, Father, please, we come as worms. Just two days back, I heard that prayer. Father, we come as worms. Oh my goodness, I just, enough, I can't handle this. We come as worms. I mean, can you imagine... I mean, the, the slap the father feels on his face when you say, I come as a worm. The most precious of God's creation, created in his image and likeness, coming to him, approaching him and saying, I'm a worm. Like, what? <laughs> I was bugged when I saw that. I mean, they're like crying. They're, I'm like, it's all right to cry. The prayers of the righteous are heard. But then, do you even realize who you are? Do you even realize to whom are you speaking? Do you even realize how disgraceful it is for him to even hear such things come from his children? I mean, if my son comes to me and says, Daddy, I'm a worm. Like, stand up. How would a parent feel? Hallelujah. Let's, let's see some more. As sons, we have authority. As sons, everything in the father's house is ours. Ephesians 1 verse 3 says, We are blessed with every blessing, spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. That means there are no more blessings to add to it. Every spiritual blessing that heaven has is put in our account. It's put in our account. That means whatever blessings the Father enjoys, whatever, whatever blessings the Son of God enjoys, Jesus enjoys in heaven, it's ours. It's ours. Think about it. Think about it. The church as the body of Christ should walk in this, real, in this realization that is missing. We become like the oldest son who is in the house but don't realize what, is, what we have. We walk away from enjoying those things. Let's, let's see some more. Hallelujah. Colossians 1. Verse 15. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Let's read that in Passion Translation also. It says, He is the divine portrait, the true likeness of the invisible God. The firstborn heir of all creation. I like that. Brother, can we read that in Kannada? Atano Adrushanada Devara Prati Rupano Pratyandu Sushtige Jeshtyano Agidane. Hallelujah. 
Say he is the visible image of the invisible God. And then it says he is the firstborn heir of what? Of all creation. If there is a firstborn, then there are other bonds. Hallelujah. He is the firstborn. He is the firstborn heir. And then who are we? Let's, let's look at this. Ooh. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8 verse 16 and 17. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, joined heirs with Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. He is the firstborn heir of all creation. And we are joined heirs with Him. Joined heirs with Him. That means everything that Jesus enjoys as a son, whatever inheritance Jesus received, it is ours. Joint with him, not separate, not, not below, same. Whatever authority Jesus has, we have the same. That's how much the father loves us. That's how much the father loves us. See, when the son came back to the father, the father did not stretch out his head and said, kiss my arm. No, no. The father did not tell him, come kiss my feet. No, the father ran face to face. Kissed him on the neck. That means the father had to come down. Hallelujah. The father saw him in the same level. That's why he raised you up to seat, to, for, so you can sit at his same level. At his right hand. That's where his strength is. The right hand of God. That indicates power. That indicates authority. Hallelujah. We are equal to Jesus in sonship. But he is our savior. He is the head of the church. He is the head of the body. We are under him. But the authority given to us is equal to him. How? Let's see. Let's, let's see. Hallelujah. I love this. Brother, did we read uh, Romans 8.16? Please, let's read that. Navu Devara Makalagi Devendo, Atmanu Tane Nama Atmadonige, Sakshi Hedutane, Makalagi Dare, Badiragi Deve, Deverige Badiro, Kristanundige Saha Badiro, Atanundige Shamayanu Bavisudadare, Wotagi Navu Saha, Mahime and Hundu Devu. Hallelujah. Let's go to Romans chapter 8, verse 29. I'll read that from the Passion as well. I like this. I'm enjoying the Passion translation. It says, for he knew us, for he knew all about us before we were born. And he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. This means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. Hallelujah. We are destined. Look at that. Look at the first part. He knew all about us before we were born. Predestinated. Even before you were formed in your mother's womb. Even before your parents slept with each other. He knew us. He destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. Exactly like Jesus. Exactly like him. <laughs> Woo! And it says, this means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. Hallelujah. Just like, say with me, just like him. Just like Jesus. 
I am in the family. I am destined to be just like Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's, his, that's, how he, that's what He planned for us. That's our destiny. To be conformed to His image. That's what King James says. Conformed to the image of His Son. Woo, hallelujah. Let's look at some history here. Genesis 1. Verse 26. We'll read. God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Hallelujah. And verse 31 says, God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Very good. Hallelujah. God created man in his own image, his likeness. He used himself as a model to make man. He did not have to be inspired from anywhere else. He did not have to look towards anything else for inspiration. He looked at himself. In his own likeness. His own image. Why? So that just the same way he rules over the heavens and the earth. We will rule and dominate on the earth. He gave us authority. The same way. Scripture says, I forgot the reference. The heavens, even the heavens... Are the Lord's. But the earth has he given to the sons of men. The earth has he given to the sons of men. Why? So we will rule. We will dominate. We will have authority over everything else. Everything that we see around us. But what happened? When Adam sinned. He handed over that authority to the devil. Let's see. There's a scripture for that. Romans 6. Let's see that. Romans chapter 6, verse 16. Know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether to sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Whomever you obey, you are submitting your authority to them. If you obey sin, if you submit to sin, you are giving them the authority. Look at that. It says, obedience unto righteousness. That means disobedience unto unrighteousness. Man was righteous. Adam was righteous when he was created. But when he disobeyed, he became unrighteous. He handed over the complete authority that God gave him to rule and dominate in this life on this earth. He handed over to him. The devil did not have any authority on the earth. Whatever authority Satan has today is delegated authority. What Adam handed over to him. That's when 2 Corinthians 4, I think it's 4, 4 says, he became the God of this world. Man was originally the God of this world. But when Adam submitted that authority to the devil, the devil became the God of this world. He started ruling. 
He did not have any other authority. In, in fact, they were looking at man and saying, What is man that you made him just below God and seated him in glory? That was the question that they had. It's in the Old Testament, even in the New Testament, I think Hebrews 2. said, what is man? So Satan was looking at man like, whoa, who is this man? Made in the image and likeness of God. And God blessed them and handed over all authority to them. I need that. I need that. Why was the devil kicked down? Kicked out from heaven? He wanted to be just like the Most High. He wanted that position. But man was made in that same image that the devil desired. He did, but he, he did not have that authority. But when he saw man being given the authority, given the power, given the position that he desired, he thought, if I can get it from him, if I can get it from him, then I will be like that. So he brought it by deception. He took that authority by deception. Adam handed it over to him. Well, Eve was deceived. Adam willingly gave it over. He was right there next to Eve when the whole thing was happening. That fellow should have looked and said, Hey, I am the one who gave you a name. You are not supposed to speak. I am the one who is supposed to speak. We are the only people apart from God in this garden who is supposed to speak. You shut up, get out. But he just stood there. Uh-huh, uh-huh, all right. Okay, and when she took that fruit, he should have said, Hey, Adokri, keep it there. You're not supposed to eat it. But he just went and took it. And then he tried to put the blame on the woman. This woman whom you gave. Where were you? Where were you? Standing right next to her. Why, what, what were you doing when she took the, uh, took the fruit? He handed it over. The complete authority that God gave him to rule and dominate, he handed it over. That's why during the temptation of Jesus, devil said, this authority has been given to me, I will give it to you. He wasn't lying. He, he received it from Adam. But Jesus came. The best part of Jesus is, he came as a man. He had the limitations of a man. He came under the law, but still, he managed to overrule the devil even before his death, burial and resurrection. How? It is written. It is written. See, Jesus, scripture says in Revelations 4, I think it's 11, he said, all things were created by him and for his pleasure. Who was he? He is the word that became flesh. He created everything. So, as the word and having the word, he knew the words, the authority of the word is greater than everything else. He knew the word has greater authority than everything else. Anything the devil can put, he knew the word supersedes. Because everything was created by the word. The authority handed to, to, to Adam was through words. Everything was created by words. So he knew, if I can use the word, I can supersede that. He said, it is written. It is written. No matter what authority the devil had, he could not do anything. When the centurion came with, with uh, 
came to him saying, My servant dies. Jesus said, I'm willing to come with you. He said, No, I know authority. I understand authority. The word has greater authority than anything else. You just speak the word. That word has greater authority than anything else. Hallelujah. The word that became flesh. He knew the word will dominate anything else. So he dominated. He established the authority he had through the word. Through the word. Through the word of God. He scripted, Bible says he saw himself in the word. He saw himself. And then when the, after his resurrection, I think it's Luke 24, he walked with the disciples. And then he explained those scriptures unto, him, unto them. He expounded the scriptures unto them and showed them, spoke to them about himself. About himself. Hallelujah. So he knew the word. So he dominated by the word. But after his resurrection, he said, all authority has been given to me. Now you go. Now what happened? He won victory over sin and death and every authority the devil has. He took it from him legally. By paying the full price. He took it from him. And then he said, all authority has been given to me. Now you go. Take it. Take it. This is yours. In my name. That authority was given. Assigned to him. Now you rule. You dominate over everything. Let's see some scriptures here. I don't want you to take it. Take my word for it. Colossians 1.16 says for him for by him were all things created that are in heaven that are in earth visible and invisible whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers all things were created by him and for him Amen. hallelujah hebrews 1 3 says he upholds all things by the word of his power so he knew the authority of the word he knew the power and the authority that he can he can Apply over everything else. Hallelujah. He understood it. If anyone understands authority, that is Jesus. So he said, it is written. It is written. Every time the devil came to him, he said, it is written. It is written. When they argue, when the scribes and Pharisees came arguing with him, he said, don't you know it is written? They tried to justify divorce. He said, don't you know what is written? He knew what was written. Hallelujah. So everything that he did, he spoke with that authority. When he taught the scriptures, the, the crowds were amazed. They were like, who is this man? He teaches the word with authority. He teaches the word with authority. All the miracles that he did was because he knew the authority that he had in the word. Hallelujah. The word. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, let's... Philippians chapter 2. We'll read verse 6 onwards. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, 
and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in, the fas in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God has highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, bow of things in heaven, of things in earth, things under the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. Woo! He said, being in the form of God, he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Why? John 1 says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Hallelujah. And that word became flesh and dwelt among men. He knew the authority of the word. He knew where he came from. He knew what he was made of. Hallelujah. Woo! Matthew 10 verse 1. Oh brother, did we, we didn't read Philippians 2, right? Can you read Philippians 2 verse 6 onwards? 6 to 11. ಆತನು ದೇವ ಸ್ವರೂಪನಾಗಿದ್ದರು ದೇವರಿಗೆ ಸರಿಸಮಾನನಾಗಿ ಎಣಿಸಿದ್ದೆ ತನ್ನನ್ನು ಬರಿದು ಮಾಡಿಕೊಂಡು ದಾಸನ ರೂಪವನ್ನು ಧರಿಸಿಕೊಂಡಾಗ ಮನುಷ್ಯರು ಹೊಲದಲ್ಲಿ ಹೊಲಿಕೆಯಲ್ಲಿ ಮಾಡಲ್ಪಟ್ಟನು ಹೀಗೆ ಆತನು ಆಕಾರದಲ್ಲಿ ಮನುಷ್ಯನಾಗಿ ಕಾಣಿಸಿಕೊಂಡ ತನ್ನನ್ನು ತಗ್ಗಿಸಿಕೊಂಡು ಮರಣವನ್ನು ಅಂದರೆ ಶಿಲುಬೆಯ ಮರಣನ ಮರಣವನ್ನು ಹೊಂದುವಷ್ಟು ವಿಧೇಯನಾದನು ಆ ಕಾರಣದಿಂದ ದೇವರು ಆತನನ್ನು ಅತ್ಯುನ್ನತವಾಗಿ ಏರಿಸಿ ಎಲ್ಲ ಹೆಸರಿಗಿಂತ ಹೆಸರುಗಳಿಗಿಂತ ಉನ್ನತವಾದ ಹೆಸರನ್ನು ಆತನಿಗೆ ದಯಪಾಲಿಸಿದ್ದಾನೆ ಆ ಕಾರಣದಿಂದ ದೇವರು ಆತನನ್ನು ಅತ್ಯುನ್ನತವಾಗಿ ಏರಿಸಿ ಎಲ್ಲ ಹೆಸರುಗಳಿಗಿಂತ ಉನ್ನತವಾದ ಹೆಸರನ್ನು ಆತನಿಗೆ ದಯಪಾಲಿಸಿ ತಂದೆಯಾದ ದೇವರು ಮಹಿಮೆಗಾಗಿ ಯೇಸು ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನ ಕರ್ತನೆಂದು ಪ್ರತಿಯೊಂದು ನಾಲಿಗೆಯು ಅರಿಕೆ ಮಾಡುವುದು Matthew, Matthew chapter 10 verse 1 And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. The word power here re represents authority. It says he gave them authority against what? Against unclean spirits to cast them out to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Hallelujah. Brother, can you read that? Atanu tanna hannaridu mandi shishyarannu tanna balige karedu ashudatmagalannu bidusu vanteyo yella taravada rogavannu matthu yella taravada aswasatennu swastha madu vanteyo avarige adhikara kottanu. Verse 7 And as you go, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely you have received, freely give. Brother, can you read that? Nivu hogu waga parloka rajavu samapavayitu yendu sari heliri rogigalannu swasthamadiri kushtarogigalannu shuddhamadiri sattavarannu yabbisiri devagalannu bidisiri nivu uchithavagi hundidiri uchithavagi kodiri Hallelujah! He gave them authority to do all these things cleanse the, heal the sick cleanse the lepers raise the dead cast out devils freely you've received freely give then this was before his death burial resurrection and ascension before that he gave them authority how through the word 
through the word. He knew the word and he spoke the word. He said, take this. Now you go. Based on the authority they received from the words of Jesus, they went forth. Hallelujah. And uh, you see, he also gave authority to 70 more people. In Luke chapter 10, verse 17, we'll read. Said, And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through your name. Through your name. This is before the death, burial and ascension of Jesus. He said, I know the authority that I have. I am exercising the authority that I have as the word of God. With the word. Now you go. Now you go. See that authority, I may be wrong, but I believe that was limited to the people whom he gave. But today, as, the, as believers, as born again believers who are raised up with Christ, seated at the right hand of God the Father, we have full authority. Whatever Jesus had, has been given to us. Hallelujah. If I'm wrong, please correct me, Pastor. Hallelujah. This is before the resurrection. Based on his word. Based on his word. said, let me read this from, uh, yeah, we will read verse, 19, uh, verse 18. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. And notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Hallelujah. Imagine, he's giving them authority, he's telling them your names are already written in heaven. He said, and don't rejoice because the devils are subject to you. That means already they were subject to them. Hallelujah. Imagine the authority that you have after his death, burial, resurrection, ascension and sitting at the right hand of God the Father. Hallelujah. Everybody is included. This was for the Jews. These are the people who, had the, who were under the Abrahamic covenant. They had this authority based on the word. Hallelujah. They could have exercised it. They could have because I strongly believe they, they were familiar with the operations of the spirit. Evil spirits. Familiar spirits. They were so familiar with uh, leprosy. So God ordained laws and, and restrictions and things offer the sacrifice and this happens. What, what were the sacrifices based on? The word that God gave. The instructions that they gave. And they obeyed the word and the miracles happened. Hallelujah. I believe you are understanding this. The authority. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ooh. John 14, verse 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me, the works that I do shall he do also, even greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Hallelujah. That's the authority we have. 
Whatever you ask the Father in that name, He will do it. One translation says, if it is not there, I will make it for you. I will make it for you. All things that pertain to life and godliness is already been given to us. All you need is His word. Through exceeding great and precious promises. Through the knowledge of those things. You can partake and enjoy everything that God has given. Even before you realized you have a need, it was already provided. Even before you realized the first symptom is showing up, you are already healed. Hallelujah. You are already healed. Before you realize, ah, it's paining, how did this come from? You are already healed. 2000 years ago, he, provided, he paid it for you. He bore your sickness, he carried your pain. You don't have to carry it. You are redeemed from the curse of sickness and disease. Why? Why do you have to carry these things? Why are you letting the people on the world system dominate your thinking and you submit yourself to that? What are you doing? Remember, look at this. The news media. They are, they, all these things. What are they making you do? They are making you speak the wrong things. You hear these things. You believe the wrong things. And you speak it. Much before the second wave came, they were talking about it. People were predicting it. They, were, they believed in it and they spoke it and they have what they said. It's not something new. It's a spiritual law. They believed it. They spoke it and they have it. What are you supposed to speak? What do you believe in? Know who you are. Know what Jesus gave you. In Christ, all authority has been given to you to rule and dominate anything and everything the world system puts against you. He said, I give you uh, power or all the power of the enemy. Authority over all the power of the enemy. Nothing can by any means harm you. Was he joking? Was he just making something up just for the dramatization? No. He meant what he said. He is the word. He cannot lie. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. Hallelujah. So do you believe nothing shall by any means harm you? You have authority over all the symptoms. Whatever can be thrown on you, you say nothing shall by any means harm me. I have authority over all the power of the enemy. Whatever power the enemy has is what you have given them. What you have given. He does not have any other authority. You submit to the lies, you hear it and you give it to him, he will dominate over you. You believe the lies the world, the doctors say. You believe the lies the news media say. And you submit to it, you believe it and you submit to it. You are submitting the authority you have. I'm talking to believers. I'm talking to believers. You let condemnation come in. Oh, my, 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 my neighbor, he was also a believer. See what happened to him. I should have prayed some more. I've heard parents pray like that. I should have prayed some more. A relative of mine passed away. Parents couldn't do anything. Just two years older than me. They're crying. I should have prayed some more. Hallelujah. 
you are submitting yourselves you're submitting the authority that god gave you to the devil you are letting him come and wreak havoc in your life nobody else nobody else say what about job yeah what about job job repented for what he said he said i repent in dust and ashes i said things without knowledge he was always in fear and what he feared the most happened to him what he feared tormented him and he spoke those things he believed in the negative what could happen and he spoke those things constantly and those things happened he broke the hedge the devil was walking around the hedge oh this hedge is strong man this hedge is strong i can't come in i can't come in god has put a hedge around him no i can't go no 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 who broke the hedge not the devil job broke broke the hedge sorry about the mallu guy job broke the hedge by his words by the wrong by his wrong believing he spoke those things and he he got what he believed and spoke nothing else when he repented when he turned back to god god restored double what about that Amen. hallelujah it doesn't matter what happened in your past the moment you entered father's house you have all authority he did not wait for you to he did not put you in a probationary period said six months i'll watch him let me see how he does does he fulfill all the duties no instantly instantly it was given instantly you have all authority over the power of the enemy instantly hallelujah don't be like the older son who just wasted his opportunity to, to enjoy the benefits of the father he lived i believe he lived as a servant in the house though he was a son he did not enjoy intimacy with the father if he enjoyed intimacy with the father he would have known his rights he would have known my my daughter comes and takes my wife's clothes like hey i'm as tall as you i have i have as much authority over these clothes as you if it's yours if it's it's mine why she knows the authority she has in the house she does not even bother to ask so who suffers me we have to go and buy new clothes <laughs> for them it's in daddy's house the best mommy's dress looks nice i like it i want it go and take it that's all my son is already looking at my shoes he comes and say daddy that's nice that's nice you're looking good i'll have it when i grow up right yeah he says okay so this is called the derby this is the oxford this is the double monk he's already learning all these things so i can wear daddy's shoes know who you are know who you are don't degrade yourself do not walk in a lower standards than what heaven has put for you that's why philippians says uh, colossians 3 says set your affections on things above 
things above where Christ sits at the right hand of God the Father. That's where you are. You think from that level. Christ sits at the right hand of God the Father. That means everything is under his feet. Anything that can be named, not only at the time when Paul was writing it, in the ages to come. Paul covered everything. That's what I like about the Holy Spirit. Not only in this world, but in also the time that is to come. So he knew, hey, things are going to come up. They're going to give it different names. They're going to call it this variant, that variant. Whatever it is, every name that can be named. They can, know this, they cannot create a scam or a propaganda without a name. They need something. In the first wave, it was ventilators. Now it's oxygen. So, whatever it is, they will try to bring a name. But you say, uh-uh, I rule. I dominate. I am seated far above any name you can name. Hallelujah. I believe you understood this. Let's close. Let's close. Let's just read Psalms 121. Psalms 121. Can we put it up? I love this. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not suffer your foot to be moved. He shall keep you. He that keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he that keeps Israel shall neither sleep nor slumber. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade upon your right hand. The sun shall not smite you by day, nor the, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in. From this time and forth and, ever, and even forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He'll keep you from all evil. He will keep you. He will preserve your soul. That means your thinking. Whatever can torment you in your soul, He will preserve you. And He will keep you, keep your, He'll preserve your going out and coming in. So you don't have to worry, Oh, I went to the shop. I touched the fruits. There were so many people around me. I did not use the sanitizer. You don't have to come and, and, and start using the sanitizer immediately. Hallelujah. He preserves you. He keeps your going out and coming in. The sun shall not smite you. That means anything under the sun cannot smite you during the day. And anything under the moon at night cannot strike you during night. Hallelujah. Preserves your coming in and going out. Say this with me. The Lord preserves my coming in and going out. Nothing shall harm me. I am a child of the Most High God. I know who I am. I know whose I am. I will rule and dominate in this life in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pastor. Over to Pastor. Hallelujah. Did you have a good time or what? Amen. We were blessed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
So let's act on the word. Let's act like it's true. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad? Amen. I'm going to spend a little time reading a scripture or two before we take communion. There's this verse in Second Chronicles 30. And verse 1 it says, Hezekiah sent to all Israel and Judah, wrote letters also to Ephraim and Manasseh, that they should come to the house of the Lord at Jerusalem to keep the Passover unto the Lord God of Israel. Hallelujah. So there was a neglect of the Passover meal and all that it stood for. And so people were not doing well physically. And God had to stir them up through this kind of instruction. And so they had to now revert and give place to the Passover meal. Notice there, if we can hear it in Canada also, Second Chronicles 30. Taruvaya, Hechkiyanu, Israel Devarada, Yehovana Paskahabbavannu, Acharisuvadakkhaagi, Hallelujah. So you notice there, and so they were not familiar with the course of events, they did not handle it properly, and so they did not separate themselves, sanctify themselves according to the legal uh, rules of that time. Verse 18 says, Multitude of the people from Ephraim, Manasseh, Issachar, Zebulun had not cleansed themselves, yet they did eat the Passover. Otherwise, then it was written. But Hezekiah prayed for them, saying, The Lord, good Lord, pardon thee. Pardon everyone that prepared his heart to seek God the Lord God of his fathers, though he be not cleansed, according to the purification of the sanctuary, and the Lord hearkened to Hezekiah and healed the people. Amen. So you see here that they did not follow through and uh, check themselves properly and consecrate themselves. But today, you and I, thank God, Jesus has already become our Passover, like he was the fatted calf for us. Now he is our Passover meal. And we are remembering, the Bible says, do this worthily. See if you are in faith. Are you believing God or are you believing what the people are saying or what the news is saying? Hallelujah. Make sure you are in faith. Second Corinthians 13 says in verse 5 that you should make sure you are in faith. Make sure you are not uh, holding any grudge against anyone or even against God. Let it go. Forgive. Forget. And let's take the meal and receive the benefits of what Jesus paid for. Amen. Lord, we declare that in Jesus' name, we hold nothing against anyone. Thank you, brother. Thank you. We hold nothing against anyone. We release them. No grudges. No hurts or pains or offenses. In the name of Jesus. Whether they be close to us or far from us, we release them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Your great love is given freedom. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. So that our faith works. For faith works by love. And if we do not forgive, neither will our Heavenly Father forgive us. 
Thank you, Jesus. We remember what you did. You did for us, Lord. And as they ate that meal, Lord, the Bible says healing came to them. Today, as we take this meal, we declare healing is our portion. Wholeness, soundness, welfare, well-being. Nothing missing, nothing broken. They came out of that meal knowing that they were leaving. They came out of Egypt. They came out with plenty of silver, plenty of gold. There was none feeble amongst them. Thank you, Father. Today, as we eat and drink in Jesus' name, we declare poverty has lost its power. Sickness has lost its power. We are healed. We are whole. We are free from every curse. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's receive. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your holy name. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. 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 Ha, 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 ha. We laugh at famine. We laugh at pestilence. Mercy on the people, Lord. Mercy in this nation. Mercy in this land. Thank you, Father, that our prayers are availing. Thank you, Lord. People will not perish like that. They will receive from you, Lord. They will call upon your name. Thank you, Father. The word is going to get them. Spirit of God is moving on their hearts. In the name of Jesus. We declare we are salt and light today. We are preserving this nation. We are preserving this land. Darkness flees seven ways. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. After these times, you will notice the church will go back to heaven. And for seven years, the earth will turn into a place that you don't want to live in. will be under all kinds of sufferings and judgments. But then you'll come back with Jesus and rule and reign with him for a thousand years. With a special glorified body. All these things are coming up on the screen ahead of you soon. <laughs> Praise God. So if you have an opportunity to do the right thing, do it today. You don't know if you'll be here tomorrow. Praise God. So let's take up the offering. But you think about it. Do it as though you're doing it with this kind of understanding. One of these days, you are going to rule and reign with Jesus. Your works are going to carry with you all the authority that you used faith, that you gave in Jesus' name, it will all accrue to your benefit. It will be in your account. And I believe it will affect you forever and ever. So if you want to do anything, like I was telling somebody, you want to give somebody a house, now is the time to give them a house. You want to build for someone, you want to do something in Jesus' name, now is the time to do it. Whatever you want to do, now is a good time to do it. Hallelujah. Today is the only day you have. You don't know whether you'll be here tomorrow. Amen. So let's read a scripture or two as we give verse 7 of 2 Corinthians 9. Every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give. Not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. 
and God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Notice that what God receives actually is your cheerful, faithful, giving heart. Hallelujah. And that's what he says, he is now able to make all grace abound toward you, so that you always have all sufficiency in all things. So, set up in your heart what you want to do. Give God cheerfully and watch the grace of God come towards you to make you have all things, all things, more than enough so you can be a blessing and you can be able to support His work. In Jesus' name, Amen. Shall we give? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. If it had not been for Jesus, tell me, where would I be? I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. Oh, I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. If it had not been for Jesus, tell me, where would I be? I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Aren't you glad the Lord saved you? Thank you, Brother John. Thank you, team, for coming. Thank you for every effort that was spent in bringing this to pass, to make it a possibility. I believe you are blessed. Have an awesome week ahead, and we'll catch up again online. If there's any difference, you will hear about it. Thank you so much. You are blessed. Hallelujah.